It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But MIDI Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. MIDI specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. All right, David, good to have you here. Good to, to speak with you, man. How you doing? Yeah, man, it's good to be here. It's really good to be here. I feel like we've known each other for so long and haven't ever spoken. I've never heard your voice. It's the first time. Oh, of course. And I've, I've, also, really... I've heard yours because of the films. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there's a big difference that way. So, yeah, uh, yeah. How's, how's life in New Jersey? It's great. Things are going really well. Things are going really well. Um, I just got back from uh, Mississippi. I left New Jersey. And I just got back from Mississippi two days ago uh, from a film festival. Um, it's called the Rails to Reels Film Festival. And uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. I had a great time. I'd never been to the South like that before, in the South of America. It's like the Deep South, they call it. And uh, it was great. Good bar. Good food, good people. Okay, so what's what's the difference between the South and the North? Would you say? Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I'll start with like I'd say the pacing of life is a bit different. Uh, up north, you know, we're we're I'm about an hour away from the city, a little less, and uh, it's just constant movement. You constantly out goal setting and then you work and then you get out of work and you go work on your passion and then you get out of doing that and then you gotta go home and finish whatever work you have to do at home and then you wake up and people are constantly passing by each other without looking each other in the eye and, and taking a second to uh, connect I'd say okay uh, yeah and in the south I mean I, I realized like people were coming up to me that were complete strangers um that were really, really interested in where I come from and how I was feeling, uh, what things I liked. And then it made it, 
it was just a beautiful exchange between you know some people I met down there. Uh, it's much slower. They, they have they have time to spare and they they use it. I think in a really cool way. At least the people I met, um, which is meeting other people and you know learning from them and you know just just exchanging. I think that's so cool. And I really enjoyed that about the South. It was very cool. So when you're a rich and famous actor filmmaker and you've got the choice between the North and the South, where are you going to live? Uh, I don't know. Um, man, I don't know. Thanks for saying that. I, I hope that comes true. Um, I don't know. I, don't, I love the North because my family's here. And, uh, you know, I know a lot of things and people here. But uh, I love the pacing down there. I love it. I think I'm, I've been like... Like I'm a black sheep up north a bit because I like to take people in and, and kind of figure out more about them. I'm always super interested in the people around me. Um, so I think maybe, maybe down south, who knows? Maybe maybe uh, Meridian, Mississippi is where I'll, I'll stay. Okay. Well, I hope some work takes you there for sure. Yes. And then, so. you know, maybe you could make a little patch down there yourself and hang out and enjoy life in the, in the slow lane. It's funny you say that because in, in London, uh, it's very much like your North, what you're saying. People just are going past each other. You just work and you work and you work <laughs> and then you go to bed for a bit yeah, and you work. Yeah. There is a lot of that in London. Yeah. Um, but in the rest of oh, England, it's very different. Probably. So to get a, a kind of relaxing yeah. time, where would I go? In, I don't know. I'd, I'd go to Portugal. I like Portugal. It's very oh, slow. Wow. But your films, I, I digress, sorry. Your film, <laughs> what can I say? Actually, what what do you think of your film? That's the best way to put it. Oh, your film, <laughs> The Rose Garden. It, or is it just Rose Garden? So. Uh, it's the, the Rose Garden. You're okay. right. The Rose Garden. Um, what would I say about it? Ah, I don't know. I'm not good at uh, at this kind of thing. Um, I'd say I'm proud of it. It's like the first work I've done that I, I can really get behind and say I'm very proud of, uh, of what my team was able to do with uh, a short film like that. Um, it was very meaningful to me, the, the, the script itself, the story. Um, being able to work with the people I worked with was um, a moment in time I'll never forget. Um, I'm just grateful for the experience. It's been, it's been, so, it was such a beautiful experience at that time in my life to be able to collaborate with the people I collaborated with and um, in this place and with this story. It was just, for me, it was, it was a blessing. That's the way I describe it. It's just a blessing. I love the way the first thing you said was proud. Yeah, because, it's hard to be proud of your work sometimes, right? I mean, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah I know that. It's especially doing narrative work because all that's involved. Yeah, and and when you spoke about the collaboration involved, you know, it, and how great that was when we spoke before, I could just feel it like come out come out of the screen that this was a great shoot to be on. I mean, for anyone listening that doesn't know what the film's about, can you go ahead and let them know what it's about? Yeah, sure, sure. Uh, so the film is about essentially these two people, um, Chris and Becca, um, who were high school sweethearts. Uh, we start the film. It's been nine years since they last seen each other. Um, and Chris knocks on Becca's door, and the film begins there. 
Um, I'm always kind of afraid to go into detail any more than that because it's just really an exchange uh, of behavior. But, um, but yeah, I, I think that, that covers it. And how did you come about being involved in this project? Um, I wrote the script. Actually, I went to a film festival um, last year around June. And I was really inspired by uh, Playhouse West Philadelphia's film festival. Um, I went to school at Playhouse West in Brooklyn. Okay. Um, it's an acting school. Yeah, and uh, the the acting there is is unbelievable. I mean, you'd be blown away by the by the the, t- the amount of talented, hardworking artists that are in this community and in Philadelphia's community and in LA's community. Um, so I went to the Philadelphia Film Festival and I was completely blown away by some of the films I was watching. And uh, I drove home that night. Uh, I actually got a speeding ticket driving, driving home because I was so eager to uh, to get home and start writing script. And I had this 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 um, this idea of like, you know, misconnection. Like um, time is like a powerful thing, and, and you do essentially have forks in, in your road of uh, of your life where you can choose one way to go and you can choose another way to go, and they're not fair. Uh, and it's it's not just all the time. Uh, sometimes it works out beautifully and sometimes it does not uh, work out the way you hoped. Uh, those choices, but you have to live with the circumstances of those choices. So that was constantly on my mind. Um, I get home, I start writing the script, I write a draft. I send it to my uh, my colleague, my friend, my brother from college. Called uh, His name's Carl Fernandez. And he uh, is a director. I worked with him a couple times in the past. Um, and... He loved the script and he wanted to adjust a few things. So we went through it together and uh, he would show up, you know, he'd send me a new version of the script and I'd go over it with him. And uh, we had about five or six drafts. Um, and then I heard a poem, I guess this was still in the writing process, but I heard a poem that really brought the story together for me. Uh, I was reading a poem by T.S. Eliot called uh, Four Quartets. I believe that's what it's called. Um, and in a section of the poem, uh, that really spoke to me was, was um, he says, um, footfalls echo in the memory down the passage we did not take towards the door we never opened into the Rose Garden. So as soon as I heard that, I was inspired by like, man, I got to write a story about this Rose Garden, this thing where the, 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 the choice you did not make goes and lives its own life. Um, and I was really trying to I lived in that idea for a few days and I finished the script with Carl, took about a month. Uh, and then we, we figured out pre-production. We started filming in March, 2017. I got the best actress I could have ever gotten to work on this, this thing with me. Uh, she's part of the, the Playhouse West community in Brooklyn too. Um, and I never worked with her before. It was the first time, but I knew, uh, this is Victoria Ratterman, so I'm talking about, um, she's, going to be the biggest actress in the world one day. She's um, so I was lucky enough to get her for this. Yeah. Uh, but she said, yes, we, we, you know, we worked together on this thing. She was game from day one. We rehearsed, we, we had the same way of rehearsing cause we, we kind of, uh, had the same process uh, since we went to the same school. So we worked on this thing together really, uh, as much as we could. Uh, she showed up to the table read with questions that I, 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 I didn't have answers to because they were, they were, they were so in depth and so rich and they made me go think about the story even more in my end uh, and fill out things for myself. Yeah. So it was just an awesome process. 
Jordan Alizure was our, our cinematographer, and he was unbelievable. And he thank most of these people, almost all these people, signed on with no pay. So you mentioned um, you yourself and the lead actress when have the same same type of uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Process. Yeah, that's it. Sorry. Yeah. No, it's okay. <laughs> when it comes to preparing for a role, tell us what is that process? Okay, so uh, the process basically it starts with a, a thorough analyzation of uh, the script that you receive. Um, what you do is you, you, you want to find out somewhat like a detective would of uh, what is actually happening in the script instead of um, creating ideas in your head or, or, or going off on a tangent. The first thing you got to do is you kind of just got to go through the script, be very thorough, um, and understand what your character is doing in uh, each moment, uh, what are the other characters are doing in each moment. Um, and after that, you go out and you basically fill out for yourself how to do those doings um, in a way that's meaningful to yourself, in a way that's real. Um, you fill out the person in front of you that you're dealing with, and then you kind of have to let your work go after that. Um, but we do that in, in some creative kind of ways um, through fantasies and through uh, you know rehearsing with each other through particularizations where we, we try to um, make those things real to us in, uh, in parallel ways that are not not what the script says we're doing, but ways that we can relate in real life in a meaningful way. I see. Um, yeah. Interesting. That's good. And you, you spoke about the post-production process. How was that? What did that involve? Oh, the post-production process um, was majorly handled by uh, our director, Carl Fernandez. Um, I kind of stepped back out of that one. And Carl really took over. Um, he's, he's a fantastic editor. Uh, He's been doing it since college. I think he's been doing it before college. Um, but I, I, I totally took a step back and I let Carl and uh, Giuseppe, our, uh, our sound mixer, um, handle that side of things. And it took, I think, until... I think it was a... We finished in March, and I think the finished version that we have now was done, I want to say, in July. Okay. July. Yeah, I want to say July. So was it was it a stressful one for you the post um, the, the the prep so yeah post the the post of yeah. it um not for me personally I was able to again like kind of step back and I uh, took a deep breath and I kind of let go of things uh, I let go of the clutches of the film so um, and I trust Carl so much with everything we do uh, that I, I just I believed in him and I trusted him and that's what came of it. That's great. You can trust, uh, you know, that's one of the problems I'm having is uh, not having enough people around me where I think I can give some things up, um, which yeah. is a nightmare. It's a nightmare. And then I do everything and it's, well, not everything, but I do more than perhaps I should because filmmaking is all about collaboration. That's what makes it great. And it's the most so, collaborative process that you can be a part of. It. Yeah. What, what and I understand also, um, I'm sorry, I cut you off. So, uh, I understand also like, wanting it's your thing so you want it to go a certain way and, it, and it, it's very easy to become a uh, a person who, who who has a hand in all those things um and i do i enjoy i, I like to see it the whole way through um and i think if i had more time and, and i was more educated in post and, and other things like that I, I would try to um but i'm i, I think being able to trust that you have a team that will work 
uh, in a way that you already know will turn out well. Um, and you could you have a uh, a way of communicating with each other that's healthy and uh, yeah, <clears throat> yeah, that's so important. Man. That's so important. I, um, but I understand what you're saying. I totally understand what you're saying. So in like the in the pre-production when discussions was happening, was you a part of the discussions where questions about what camera you would shoot, he would shoot on, or uh, what editing software would be used? I would briefly go to Carl and, and just ask very general questions about you know camera uh, lens. I, I I don't know enough about it to uh, really understand everything, um, but he knows. He's like a well-versed filmmaker uh, for okay. his age especially how uh, old is he he's 26 years old well, okay. 26 years. um and he studies you know the craft of filmmaking inside and out on his days Good. off he's, he's he's very very educated in it so he would go to he knew who to call he knew who to call giuseppe for sound who, who again is, is is doing well in, in his side of things and he knew to call jordan who's an excellent cinematographer and they would collaborate and figure out how to shoot it and uh, storyboard it and things like that. So I was able to really focus on the uh, the story and the acting side of things. Oh, that's just brilliant. That's just music to my ears. It's, you know, you're yeah. just focusing on what because it's a nightmare when you if you can't trust people and you and you can't focus and it just has a domino effect on the the whole process. Yeah, you know, I wouldn't be able to done this without without collaborating like we did, we did with this. There's no way. Um, this would have came out, you know, like a piece of junk. So now you've got this film done. It's it's won some awards and been at festivals. I'm I'm right by saying. Yeah, yeah. What's the plan? What do you want to do with it now? I, you know, look, we're still submitted to a, a few festivals that uh, I'm waiting to hear back from. Uh, I I honestly am I'm, I'm enjoying the ride right now with this film. I, I really am enjoying the ride. I've been uh, seeing how far it can go to the, in these festivals. Um, I love traveling. I, I didn't realize that. I loved getting in the car and going, you know, to Mississippi and meeting this entire community of storytellers that I would never have met before in my entire life yeah. that are eager for, you know, to, to, to see stories that are, that are being motivated by stories. Um, I never thought our film would motivate a community of people in Mississippi, Meridian, Mississippi. I, it was beyond my wildest dream. Um, that to me, I think is, is the, uh, the thing that I'm really enjoying about this is, is how much of a service filmmaking and acting is. It's a service at the end of the day uh, to humanity, and it's. I, I'm, I'm sounding like a, a pompous jerk, maybe. No, say, no, but you're I, not. I, I don't mean to. Um, I really mean it when I say storytelling is something we've been doing since the beginning of time, yeah. uh, and it serves a purpose in every community. Um, humans need it. We need it. Uh, so I, I'm really starting to see that in other places they need it very much, and I hope that I'm able to continue to go to other festivals and uh, meet more people and collaborate with new people and, um, you know, be inspired by these communities. I'm, I'm, I'm inspired to go right at my next film and maybe put it in Meridian, Mississippi, because it's of, of the, the way that the city is, the life of it. Um, yeah. And then eventually I'm, I'm going to release it. Uh, I'm, I don't, I'm not sure I've been speaking to Carl about it and we're not sure exactly what platform we're going to release it on. Yeah, in um, what time frame? But uh, I think it's going to be relatively soon. In terms of releasing it, 
I mean, would you release this film in hope that perhaps you could get potential financing to turn it into a feature film? Or what, what, how do you see the, the story itself? Because for me, it feels like it, it, it can be a feature film all day long. It, it, you know, it, I could just see, after I watched it, I thought I could imagine them, before they became uh, boyfriend and girlfriend, how they split up. The new, You know, maybe I'm an evil guy, but there's a part of me. And I didn't like her boyfriend. I don't know why. It's funny yeah. how people see things. I just thought, I don't know why I don't like her boy. I don't know. I don't, but maybe because your character came because of such a nice guy. Oh. I just kind of saw, even though we don't, well, I don't want to give anything away, but I don't know. I just thought he would be some flash guy uh, <laughs> with like a really big car. Right, right. I don't know right. why. You know what I mean, so right. people see things and you think things and I was just thinking more and more. I'd love to see this. As like a feature. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I've, I've heard that before. I mean, a lot of people keep telling me, uh, how do I word it without giving it away? I just, I want to see more, exactly what you said. Yeah, but I want to know what happened. I want to know what happened before. I want to know what happens now. Um, I think it has potential. I think it really does have potential. And if that if that offer was uh, presented to us, mm. absolutely we would hear that, that, that offer, you know? Uh, I'd be open to, you know, telling that story in, in a way that's more filled out and thorough. If we had the means, I'm sure we would have made a feature. Um, so yeah, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm open to it. No, it'd, yeah. be, it'd be great to see. I mean, it's really my type of film. Like like when I said, I you know I love the film Blue Jay. Um, yes, the, the, yes. And when I, I I saw yours, I just thought there's absolutely no reason why it can't be a feature, other than the obvious. The finance always upsets all of us, you know, why we can't do it. But yours especially, yeah. I just, you know, I, I don't know how much you would you would want or how you would, guys would make it. But, um, you know, it really, really inspired me to think about feature filmmaking. Just watching yeah. that and I thought, you know, two actors and... I mean, what, what, what is the general feedback on that you're receiving? Like, from people from non-filmmakers I mean like you okay. might like say like a pal that you you might go to a bar with or the gym or whatever uh, who yeah. has a job in construction or an office I mean what yeah. what's the type of feedback you're getting from them the, I think that the coolest thing I've been I've been noticing from people that aren't into filmmaking or just or just want to come watch a film um, when they see it they're seeing they'll come up to me afterwards and they'll say you know I really loved it or you know, any kind of mixture of that. And then they'll say, you know, you know, I had this thing that kept coming up in my head about, about, uh, you know, this, this girl I used to date in high school and, and, oh, and, yeah. and then he'll go off on a tangent, you know, uh, that guy. And then a woman may come up to me and say, you know, I know that feeling of, 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 of not telling my mother exactly how I felt before she passed away. And, and, and that came out. And when I when I when I watch this, and I was, and everyone seems to have this this human thread of loss, like a, a missed opportunity. Um, our creative selves are constantly, su or subconsciously, like building these things in our in our in our minds and our hearts that are saying, you know, uh, 
why wasn't I the homecoming king? Why was why didn't I just speak up and tell the girl and ask her to, to, to go to prom with me? Why did I not go get that job? I knew I deserved. I knew I deserved it. Why didn't I tell my mother I loved her before she passed away? We all have this like thing. It may be real or it may be completely fabricated in our, in our heart, but um, it's a meaningful thing to, I feel like, everybody universally. And that sense of missing something um, and, 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 and then trying to go get it uh, where we can't really do that in life, you know? We don't, we don't get that. We don't get that chance. Um, and I think it's a brave thing when people, when people do. Mm. It's, it's, a, it's a brave thing. Uh, but circumstantially, life is not fair. Sometimes it's just not. You don't. You don't. You don't always get the chance after after you missed it. So, so is this yeah, seeing these people emotionally moved? I think maybe they know it or not. But that's that's what I'm I'm, I'm seeing a lot of is, is people who are, who are feeling that in their own lives that maybe they missed something and. Uh, so I, don't know. This, I don't know if it's therapeutic or not. I don't know. Is this film somewhat a personal story for you? You know, I keep getting asked that, and I, and I think it is, because I have, you know, just as many of those moments as anyone else in the world does. Um, I wish I was a better athlete when I was younger. You know, I feel like I'm pretty athletic now, and that's something that's dumb, but it's something I really cared about a lot when I was younger. Um, In I what wish... way? What, what what sport did you play? Uh, I was in basketball. I was a big basketball uh, player at the time, and I was very short. And I sprouted to be six foot three after I quit playing oh, basketball. Wow. <laughs> yeah, ironic. I missed my opportunity. Um, yeah, there's always there's always a person I wish I you know. I told I cared about more than I did. Um, there's someone I lost in my life that I was very uh, lucky to know um, who passed away from cancer. And I wish I said more to her. I, I think I had an opportunity and I took it at the time, but I didn't realize how heavy the opportunity I had was. And it was, I'm very grateful I had the opportunity to tell her um, how I felt about her. Um, and I think that influenced me too. I think it always it has my entire life. Uh, I, I I've been able to see um, the weight of of, of, of a moment. Uh, this is special right here. This moment right here. We're talking, you know, across continents. Yeah. On uh, on 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 the internet. Um, and I'm 27. Now, how old are you, Dean? 37. 37. And, and we're. I've never met you before, uh, and I don't know if I'll get the chance again to speak to you ever again. But I'm very oh, definitely. We'll speak again. Smoke right here. That's I think the special, um, the special part of life is, is really trying to slow it down and catch a moment when it's uh, when it's present. Um, yeah. Yeah, you're you're 110 percent right. But I think one of the problems I know I have in that regard is, um, are you saying about the big cities and? Uh, and being up north yeah you know i just uh it was a good friend of mine we met up for a couple of drinks um last year it was it was like is this the first time in like seven or five years we've met up something crazy time just and we're really good yeah. mates you know we'll, you know we see each other a lot more now but yeah. um i get what you mean it's, it's catching a moment and and being being worried that you're able to do that without just kind of going straight through 
past people and past things. It's but what you're saying about how you appreciate traveling and and your personal experience with that film is quite it's quite remarkable. I can see a lot of thought goes into your process. You're not just kind of I, I couldn't see you just writing anything hmm. or just writing every day for the sake of it. Maybe I'm wrong, but from what I've seen from you and from what I've seen certainly from that last film, and, and, you're, and as an actor, you the way you come across on screen, it, it seems like that as well. I mean, have, if, who's your acting influences or heroes or idols? Or, yeah, thank you any? for saying all that too. I appreciate it. And, um, that means a lot uh, that, that you're saying that. Um, but yeah, man, uh, my influences would be first and foremost, Jim Parrick and Andrea Dantas. Are, they were my uh, my acting teachers and my mentors. Okay. Um, I just want to give them a shout out because without those two people, uh, I've always you know enjoyed acting. Uh, I, I really want to do it for the rest of my life and tell stories. Um, but without them, I wouldn't know how. Uh, okay. Yeah. So it, it really falls on them. Um, they're able to do this and even you know make this story happen. Um, so I would say Jim Parrick and Andrea Dantes. Uh, I'm really influenced. It's gonna sound crazy. Every time I say it, people kind of look sideways at me. But Shia LaBeouf, I'm really influenced by the man's acting ability. Um, he's one of the actors. If you watch him, I'll, I'll give you a homework assignment because I think you'll really enjoy the film. Okay. And you may have seen it already. Uh, it's called Charlie Countryman. No, I haven't um, seen it. It's, it's, it was a, an independent film at the time. Uh, I think it was in 2013. But I watched that film. And the way this man in this, in this film uh, was able to take in a moment of time and be in complete adjustment complete, completely just reading the other person, his partner in the scene, and adjusting to that with his lines and with the way he behaves. It's all behavior. His behavior was outstanding. He told the story through his behavior, and you feel it. You feel it. You know what he's going through without him having to say a word. That wow. influenced me so much. Um, the Duplass brothers. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, Blue Jay, I went and watched that after I went to the... Um, the past Philly festival where we had, we premiered the Rose Garden and someone said, you know, this film's a lot like, you know, it reminds me of Blue Jay. Uh, and I was like, what's that? And they told me about it and I went and watched it. And I was like, man, I get it. Yeah. I get it. There's a lot going on underneath that, that they're in complete adjustment to each other. Both of them adjusting one after the other. One does one thing that changes the entire way the person takes them in and, and does their thing, the thing they're doing or trying to do. Um, but there's a life behind the eyes of these people. You know what I mean? Yes, completely. Yeah, yeah so I'm influenced by them a lot. Daniel Day-Lewis, uh, yeah. incredible character actor. Um, I think his craft is outstanding. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I could go on for days. I could go on oh, you know, for days. I've been studying you know, the greats. Brando, uh, you know, catches some flack, but he's probably my favorite actor. Um, Okay, so you got you got you got a good bunch there. I mean, the the Laboff. Le, um, I think he gets a bit of a hard time because um, yeah. I I think he's an interesting actor, um, and I also think 
I, I kind of admire the way he does his own thing. Um, like with the indies and before, like when he's doing the blockbusters like Transformers and stuff. I always kind of think, who knows, if I was an actor and I was in Transformers, the kind of income you get and exposure from being in Transformers, you know, once it's finished, I would want to do an indie film or something slightly different. And then maybe go back and do Transformers 2 and then do a couple more indies. It's your passion, it's the stories you want to be a part of, really, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. that's what we're doing. That's what we're doing. We're trying to tell stories as a living. I, I, I commend him for that. He, you know, he's kind of ventured off and he's telling stories um, that he wants to tell. Yeah. And not, and not coming with huge offers, I don't think. Um, and he wants to tell those stories and he's in a place where he can do it. I respect the hell out of that. Exactly. Yeah. And I think we both do it, you know, as you said, like, if we can just tell the story we want to tell as a career the rest of our life, we're, you know, we're happy. Have we're storytellers. Yeah. We're the campfire singers, you know, and dancers. Yeah, That's yeah. what we are. That's yeah. a great way to put it. I'm going to quote you of that, campfire singers, I like that. Yeah, yeah. So what's next? What's in the pipeline for you? Oh, uh, Pipeline. You know, I'm just uh, continuing to go to as many festivals as I can. Um, I'm writing a script right now. Um, I'm going to see how that goes. It's uh, it's kind of being fleshed out still. Uh, but I'm really excited about the people who I maybe get the chance to work with on this on this next project. Um, they're people I love as well from the same community of, uh, of people I've, I've worked with before. Um, and... Other than that, I'm really kind of, you know, auditioning still as many times as I can. Great. Um, great. Reading as many scripts as I can. Uh, and then waiting for something really meaningful to come along that I'm excited to uh, to do. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad to hear it. I'm, you know, and um, where, where can we find you online? Anyone wants to check you out on, on Twitter and stuff or Instagram yeah. or Facebook? I'm on Twitter, I think. Uh, the name on Twitter is David J. Valino, the tag. I think on Instagram, I'm D. Valino, just D-V-O-L-I-N-O. And on Facebook, I am David Joseph Valino. And I just got a website made, uh, com. Oh, is it up and running? Yeah, it just got up and running, yeah. Oh, I'm going to check that out later then. Nice one, awesome. I'm going to check you. it out. Can so I ask you a question? Go for it. What did you uh, take away from from watching the film? Uh, what, what was you know any feedback you have or, or any any feelings that came up while you're watching it? Uh, maybe in life or technically or anything. Um, well, loads of things jumped out. I mean, I love the time she took to open the door <laughs> because so many times now in, in, I watch films and it's literally like I know people's attention spans are different or whatever, and things just kind of happen. And I just think, oh, if you, if there was just like a pause or 10 seconds or something, it would mean so much more. Because when she opened it and then she looked and then you looked, I kind of thought, okay, he's going back to try and, you know, he's just in town. He thought he might, you know, get a little something, something. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, okay, it's not quite that. And, and when she said to her, I keep, I'm trying not to give anything away. Yeah. Uh, yeah sorry. Yeah. Um, We well, can do yeah. it off air. If you want to do it off air, that's fine. I yeah, just, just let's do, do it off. Uh, so we're going to cut now so we can talk about the film because we don't want to give okay. any spoilers away. Um, okay. 
So, guys, thanks for listening, and uh, me and Dave are going to have a cool chat about the film now. Once you've seen the film, maybe we can let you listen to what we're going to say. So if you email <laughs> David and say, you've listened to, you've watched the film, now you want to hear our conversations from here, hit him up on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, or his website. Cool. Speak soon, everyone. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.